evening and welcome to the final edition of the Tufty Club. Ever, are we saying? No, never. Never say never. Ever. <laughs> yeah, big call that. Yes, our little project we started out last August in, remember what pub we were in? We were in The Botanist. Botanist, yeah. Yeah, we were. Mm. We thought it'd be quiet and there was some absolute cack banging house music in background, weren't they? But We called it ambience back then, didn't we? Ambience. Ambience. Yeah. But yeah, it's been a good first season. For us? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, for us. That's what we're talking about, weren't it? We're not talking about anything else. I think I think it was I think it's been all right because two thirds of the Tufty Club thought podcasts were wank. Yes. Never agreed with them. Yeah, three guys we got together, we just uh, chewed the fat as they say, uh, about our football club. Yeah, it's been we are a year later, we uh, we've now got five more listeners than we had at the start. <laughs> Pushing it, I think. So today we are joined by our usuals, myself, Dead Bat, and uh, Mr. Mark Webster. Hello, good evening everyone, or morning, or afternoon, depending on when you listen to this. Good day. I was going to say, are you thinking that people listen to this like in the States or Japan or something? Well, they're not listening to it as we record it, are they? They're just going to, they're going to that's the thing about, I, as I said at the beginning of doing this, I don't listen to podcasts, don't get on board with anything, it's just not something I've ever done, but I do know that you can listen to them when you want. That's our next thing, live ones. Because we don't edit them particularly. We just bang them out, don't we? Hey, I did. I had to edit a few of them. I, I oh, spent yeah. some torturous hours on that um, United one with all that buffering going on. Yeah. Bob Booker's buffering. Yeah. And we're joined by our third wheel tonight, making a special appearance, Mr. Andrew Womble. Yeah. Hi, everyone. I thought I'd come and join this one because it seems a bit more entertaining than talking about Southampton beating us 3-1. Oh, so you could have come on, you just didn't want to. <laughs> no, I was busy, family stuff, as ever. But we'll talk about that later. Your family? <laughs> Why not? We'll have a pod on my mum. <laughs> just sounds... Can we move on? <laughs> Sorry. So, sounds a little wrong, that. So what are we, do- what are we doing tonight? We're going to do our Tufty Club Season Awards. A bit of a review and Season Awards. Um, I'm sure all the other... Uh, well-known, more-known uh, United pods will do similar, but uh, we probably won't have the length or the uh, quality, shall we say, <laughs> of that. Uh, take, Sounds take like that. my wife, this. Carry-on pod. What's happening? Oh, come on. Oh, Moose. Get on with it. Uh, so we get, we've got a number of awards that I sent out probably about 10 minutes before this for you. You've had a long time. I'm to reading it now, yeah. Consider. And we're going to go through them, see if we agree. I'll do some obvious ones, you know, like player of the season, but we're going to do a few few others as well and have a bit of a discussion. Um, before we start, should we just have a little bit of a summary about the season as a whole? I know we do some individual awards, but do, do we want to just discuss what a fantastic season it has been? Mark? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, beyond all expectations, really. Um, started, obviously, away at Bournemouth, which I just didn't engage with at all for some reason. We're not going I, through I've, every game, are we? No, no. <laughs> well, you, it, your idea, I've, I've not even read your email, so I don't know what we're talking about. Now, I, I watched the Bournemouth one on Teletext, pretty much. Watched it on my, like, results coming in on my phone. And, yeah, that, that alone was brilliant. And the first home game, obviously, um, just to, to get the win. And then... You just thought, yeah, we might scrap a win here and there. But then, yeah, just picked up, picked up, carried on going, beat some teams that 
established in the Premier League, got draws at places like Chelsea and that, and it just just kept getting better and better. And you just think, oh, bubble's going to burst sooner or later, and it didn't. It took a it took a world pandemic to burst the bubble, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Fantastic up until March. Mm-hmm. And Andrew. Yeah, the same. Uh, above all expectations, at the start of the season, I genuinely like the rest of the the most honest of Blade fans probably be happy with fourth from bottom. So to finish ninth is, uh, even though slightly tinged with disappointment that I'm not going to Prague next year, uh, it's been a good finish. Ninth is excellent. Uh, Wilder's done it again. Because even our first season in uh, the championship, I didn't really expect much. And we've no. gone on and on and on. God knows what will happen next year, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And I think, you know, there are people already, rightly so, Wilder's thinking about next year's strength and he's got to the manager of fans. But I think, you know, this certainly a few days for fans, I, th- I think it's important we have a bit of reflection of, of where we've kind of come from. Um, I mean, for me, there were two mo- two kind of spells last season. The one from about sort of uh, October time till about December time, where we played some fantastic football. You know, we were going away and we were we were controlling the ball at like, you know, some really big, big grounds. You know, the Man U game beat Burnley. You just that, that period we played some just amazing football. And then we had the spell from about January to the, the lockdown where we weren't as good, but we gritted out some wins and we saw our defensive showing. And there were like two spells there that were just brilliant. It was just like two different sides of kind of United. And it is a shame we, we kind of just, just sort of fell away a bit, but... Ninth place is just... Understandable, though. Understandable yeah. fall off for me. I spoke about it in a couple of pods ago when I turned up, but... <laughs> <laughs> Ninth is amazing. Ninth is amazing. And just a quick one. Just a really quick one. It's been annoying me on Twitter that we're only calling out ninth position in Curry's position, in his team. I remember us finishing ninth under Bassett. Yeah. I know we've yeah, played yeah. more games, but... Yeah. Ninth, ninth, isn't well, it? Well, playing it's more good. games is probably arguably tougher to finish higher. Yeah. Um, I, I'd probably count the argument and say that the standard of football then and the money and the difference between the top teams was it's a whole it's a whole it's a whole different game now and it's a whole new ball game. But that was back then, was advertising campaign belted out live and kicking then. <laughs> um, but but it, it, you know you look at the the teams then and there were there were some shit back then. Like there were like Wimbledon's and Coventry's and you know what, some of the players. You know, the, the team we've got now and the level of the Premier League with the international players in and the coaching and the money, it, it, it's, it's, it's almost impossible to do what we've done without spending any money or having big wages. It, it's just phenomenal. I'm going to recount to that and say that everyone was shit back then, just like everyone's good now. I mean, we're, we're not some mm. two-bob club from back and beyond. We've had a brilliant academy set up for ages. We've, we've you know, we've got a scouting network. We've got good coaches and stuff. It's not like we've just come out of nowhere from non-league and and. I know we've we've come through the divisions more than most, but it's a it is a massive achievement. Yeah. And yeah, I I I agree with both that we we should also be comparing it to the nineties team because that was a huge achievement as well. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think, in fairness to everyone who's been bleating on on Twitter and stuff, this this beats it. This is much more unexpected. And the way we don't played. forget that ninth that ninth as well was after we'd been in the season as well. So mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. first season in and we've done it. Fell away that season as well. Lost the last two games. Could have finished higher. That, that, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, but the, the level of football and way we've played and how we've done it, uh, you know, I think it surpasses that team. It, it was a bit kind of, 
more spirited. I mean, we've got spirit now, but we we have at times played some great football this season. And yeah, it's just it's just been unbelievable. Where did where did we put us at the start? I can't remember. You know that first pod where we put us. I don't um, think we actually put a prediction on that. I think we both all just said what Andy's just said that we just we'd snatch around off at seventeenth. We'll we'll upset a few. We might mix, bring a few surprises, but you just take that now seventeen. So yeah. I, uh, I think we did. I think we did. We might have to listen back. Yeah. Something for you to do that, Mark. <laughs> no, can you sort that out, please. You can put I told you I don't listen to podcasts. <laughs> I'm not listening to ours. I think I said nine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we will come on to who we said for our player of the season, which I do remember who, who, who we said for that. So, um, well, that seems as good a place as any to start. It's a bit, bit predictable and a bit kind of cliche, but um, we, we, we will do our play of the season. We'll also give our runner-up and our third place. Um, should we... Is that all right if we do, do first, second and third? We'll start with third place, and I'll give you my third place. My third place... Well, I had some honourable mentions I'll come on to. But I'll give it away. My third place was Jack O'Connell. Mark? Um... I've got I've got a tough one here because I've got like a first place and then the rest of them, especially given what happened in lockdown, it's all a bit all over the place. You have the fence. Third place. Um, <laughs> third place. I will go. I'll go O'Connell as well. I, I reckon we're gonna have the same top three. I'll go O'Connell as well. Andrew. Yeah. At least pretend you've thought about it like I did. Yeah, no, Jack O'Connell, uh, uh, a good player, proper player. Yeah, like, and, and, and you know, when I've I've done my ratings, for, I've averaged them all out. I must have been bored yesterday, but I did all the averages from all my ratings and my match reports. And I've, you know, I've seen every game either on telly or live. And I was a little surprised. They were very low, some of them. I was like, God, who, you dickheads mark these so low? And like, I averaged them out, and O'Connell actually ended up with the top mark, which surprised me a bit because I thought it would be one of the others. Um, but he only got, you know, his average mark was that got top. I think it was like seven. That does <laughs> not ten. surprise me at all. Um, Surprised he got that much. Yeah, exactly. Wild, Wilder got seven out of ten average. <laughs> oh, God. The thing is, though, you've got to adjust yours because, as as once again proved in our kits podcast, you do not give any lower than a two, and you do not give higher than nine or nine oh, and a yeah. half, maybe at yeah. four. And, and, and I think five is average. If you look at it between 0 and 10, 5 is average. But well, most pa- most papers don't do it like that. Though. They do 7 as average, you, don't they? Or you start on 6, don't you? You, yeah. you don't even have to do anything to get a 6 in yeah. newspapers. Put, put your boots on. So, uh, yeah, so that's right. But uh, r- runner-up, uh, we'll, we'll start with... We'll go. I'll give mine afterwards. Andrew, who was your uh, runner-up? Johnny Fleck. Mark? Yeah, it's going to be the same, isn't it? It's like, we, we, I don't know why there's three of us doing this podcast. We might as well just have one <laughs> yeah. of us because we've all got the same opinions. And I also had John Fleck. He possibly would have been right there for Player of the Year, but he got an injury, got a few injuries. His form after lockdown was quite poor in the games he did play. He didn't play. I think he only played about three or four starts after lockdown. But I think it's, you've got to say what how good he was, though, for that. You know, up those that first three quarters of the season, some of the games and performances he put in, he was running midfield against some good. You know, the game at Man City, um, he was just sensational. Yeah, I think I think he, he he ran the show at times, didn't he? And I think also what what really surprised me this season is that him and Lundstrom have kind of at the start of the season, especially in the first half of it, sort of modified the game to mm. to. The, how Wilder's playing a bit more that you know we, we might start a little bit more conservative so 
wingers and that aren't bombing on. But them two are just arriving in the box and we're getting quite a few chances from them doing that. And yeah, I just think he's just kicked on again, hasn't he? One of, one of the players you thought oh, it might be a, a promotion too far or whatever, and he's just well, Andrew. Andrew, just remind us what you said about John Fleck <laughs> at the start of the season. Yeah, I'm not scared to say it. I, I did doubt him at the start of the season, but mainly because of his fitness. Uh, but he proved me wrong, and I'm glad he did. He was, he's been it, like you say, there was a spell around the middle part of the season where the, the, the interplay between him, Stevens, and O'Connell sometimes where he finds space and he comes out of tight pockets. He's, he's such a good player. Mm. And I think it's, it's a great statement for Wilder that the three that we've chosen all, have all come from League One with him. If we, if we all, uh, are you giving away number one? If we all choose the same one. <laughs> yeah, we, Sorry. Course we are. Sorry. Dilly Sharp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh. But, uh, brilliant, brilliant footballer, Fleck. And, you know, he's, he's probably that little bit of magic dust that I do like in my teams. Yeah. He has got it. And I think we've got to say, when we're doing this Anderson review, it's too easy to think about the last three or four games and bits before, you know, the, you know, just after lockdown, when the form of some of these players, Stevens and Fleck, wasn't anywhere near. But, you know, the majority of the season, you know, they've been, they've been top class. So I think, you know, it's, it is a, about the, the, the whole. All right. So um, player of the season, I don't think it's going to be a, a massive shot. I mean, all the polls I've seen, on Twitter and everything I've read, everyone else seems to have gone through. Do we know who's won there? Because Billy was talking about they were doing a vote players player, and the, do we know who's won it? The, any of the official ones? Players player. Well, they, they did. Billy was saying something about they, they did their players player, and then there was they always have like four or five, didn't they? Some mm. that voted for, you know, like the official club ones. Clubman of the year. No, but have we heard anything <laughs> on who's who's won it? Or no, but I imagine Chris Basham will win it. Yeah. So who's your player of the year, Andrew? <laughs> Chris, Chris Basham, absolute, uh, just a joy, a joy, an absolute wonder for the club, a proper player, a proper United player. And, and it's not just about his attitude and his effort. For me, I've never seen a player, I think you said it, Andy, a couple of pods ago, I've never seen a player, like you always say when you watch, I remember when I played junior football, you think, he, he's no good. He, you know, we can we could get him to run faster or get fitter. But you, I, I am a bit kind of one of those that thinks: Can you improve somebody's skill that much? You can prove a bit. You can prove somebody's left foot or right foot. But his skill level has got better as he's gone up levels. I, I, I don't know how you how you do that. It's hard work, I suppose, application. But I, Mark Test, testing yourself against better and better players each time, I think, is part of it as Mark. well. And uh, he's just risen to that challenge, hasn't he? He's just carried on um, through the divisions, just just met the challenges. And I think going back to your point about your ratings, I think you've come with that preconception. I think early season you probably marked him down because you still had in your mind that he's this sort of graceless, sort of bumbling fool. Uh, so even when he was bombing forward and that, you were thinking, right, it's more luck than judgment that. But as the season's gone on... He, I mean, no, because I, I had a look at... I did it. Go on. Oh, it's you and your buffering oh, again. We're going, to be, we're going to be editing this heavily, aren't we? Cut him out. Um, no, um, yeah, you, you might... You're just going to defend me with stats here, aren't you? And say that you've been rating him highly through the season or something. But I think he doesn't get the credit he deserves. And... That is one of the one of the things about it that is is never going to get any sort of recognition because the outsiders looking in do see him as like it, it looks a bit it don't look like a footballer does it like you said before he doesn't look particularly graceful on the ball and you know he's 
is a trier um and but he's everything else as well he's got skill commitment proper united player like we said fitness levels beyond anything it's just what a player <laughs> right center half that will drive and drive and drive the team on and push and create and do all that and keep and tackle he's, he's just brilliant yeah and i think a, le- a legend well you've said it before as well i think that sometimes he will be the one that's driving us on um or dave that said it that sometimes we, we're looking for something we're looking for that spark and it comes from him quite a lot of the time. We, we just like, we're struggling in games and it, it just comes from him. And next minute, you know, he's on right wing or powering into box or whatever. And yeah, he can do everything. He's like, uh, he's like a northeast Yaya Torre. <laughs> With three McDonald's badge stars. <laughs> yeah. Player. <laughs> Yeah. It will be interesting what happens happens with him because obviously he's only got a year left on his contract, hasn't he? And there's talk of, you know, bit of con- you know, there's a few players that rather others referred to as, you know, uh, playing hardball. So what do you do with him? You know, if Burnley and Newcastle or some of these clubs allegedly are coming <clears> in for him and offering to pay double his money at thirty three, do we do we blow him out blow them out of the water and make him our highest paid I don't think Wilder. I don't think Wilder will do that. But I don't think we'll get a lot of money for him either. So, uh, yeah. But it's. I mean, is that just hearsay? Are you just making that up? I'm just just reading what the rumours are. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, if if someone comes in for him and he goes and he goes for final payday, fair play to him. But will will he will he emulate the level of quality and success he's had here? I doubt it. Anywhere. No. no. I don't. I don't think many of them will. I think there's only. I, I could see Jack going on and doing very well. He's a good player, but whether he could do it in a two. But I look at all the players, and it's not a criticism of them, but the system is made for them. And I worry if they moved on that whether they would be as successful somewhere else. I'm not just saying because I want to keep. Well, I do want to keep them, but I don't. Know. I don't know. Andrew, thoughts? No, I, I kind of agree. I think the system is set up for those three particular centre halves. Uh, Basham O'Connell I do you know O'Connell it sometimes looks a bit slow it looks a bit as they get caught out sometimes you know but the, the fo- I'd, they'd, be, they'd be idiotic to leave in my opinion but football's littered with idiotic decisions and agents getting involved so nothing would shock me but I think they'd be stupid to leave yeah. and that's it so we all agreed Christopher Basham is our player of the year um, I honourable mentions. I probably had all the same ones. You, I'd had Baldock, Egan, Henderson, probably the main ones. I had Stevens, but then he dropped a bit. But probably those other three: Baldock, Egan, and Henderson. Uh, if I had to pick a few more, Are there any others that were in contention? Or uh, yeah, he, yeah, I agree. I think I mentioned for Baldock deserves credit. You know, every game, every minute. Again, another player that's come up through the leagues. He never lets you down, ever, really, does he? No, he'd be my number four, yeah, definitely. Bulldog next, like ahead of the others by, by a little bit, I would say. I, I, I kind of didn't, I didn't notice this in Bulldog until I think the celebrations at Stoke last year. He was like ringleading it all, or he was really enjoying himself. But I think he loves playing for United. And, you know, he's just... Mm. He, he just wants to try and he wants to win. And oh, he yeah. properly gets involved. And when things aren't going wrong, but right for him, I mean, he's, he's so angry, isn't he? Really, yeah. really pissed off by anything. Just, yeah. Pissed but off he's George. another one who, <laughs> who's, 
hung around the lower leagues and, and then worked his way up and got a chance and has been so determined to take it. You know, clearly like wants to make make the most of his opportunity. So, yeah. Uh, just to remind who we had at the start of the season, I had Henderson. Uh, you, Mark, you remember who you had? Yeah, I said John Lundstrom. And Andrew, can you remember your pick? Yeah, Jack O'Connell. Yeah, so we were all wrong. Only <laughs> <laughs> me stuck yeah, my so. neck out though. You were, you you went full on <laughs> negative dead bat. It's going to be the keeper because he's going to be most involved. <laughs> wow, yeah. And he yeah. went for pretty much best player from season before, give or take. Yeah. Yeah. And I just yeah. went for some out of the blue. I thought you got it right. Yeah, Christmas, the first half of the season, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, w- I would have said if it, if it had played second half of the season like he played the first half, Lundstrom, it probably would have been. It has certainly been top three, yeah. but he sort of fell away a bit, didn't he? I agree with that. So the next category, I don't know how you do this when you want to do goal of the season or favourite goal of the season, because I, I don't think we've had a, a goal that you could say that is amazing, as in like an individual goal. We've had some good team goals. Um, I saw a stat yesterday. Do you know how many goals we've scored uh, outside the box this season? One. Come One. And we are bottom of the Premier League. For that. We are bottom of the Premier League for loads of attacking stats, which makes it shows how incredible the defence has been in the setup. Like literally five or six key stats, we're, we're rock bottom. So like shots, shots taken, um, you know, um, penalties. There's all sorts of stats that it's like, how the hell have we done what we've done? It's, 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 There's a thing about Fleck that annoys me. He should start shooting more. I know sometimes he drags it with his left foot, but he should try more. You don't win a ticket. Get him in for shooting practice. As, as, <laughs> did you say? Did you say you don't win a ticket then? I got it wrong completely. <laughs> <laughs> you don't silent. win a ticket though. I'd love to win a ticket. I, I think you're right. I can't, I can't imagine an instance where you would win a ticket. So yeah, you're right. You're right. If you don't shoot, you, mean, you don't win you... a ticket. <laughs> Now, once you've won the ticket, then you've got to put that in and see if you can uh, win the raffle. And then if you win that, you can have a shot. Yeah. Uh, but, but we don't shoot outside the box. We just, well, like yesterday, we just don't shoot outside yeah, the box. Yeah, but have you seen some of the shots? When, when yeah, we do shoot but... from distance, they're never, they're never good, are they? I think, I think we're trying to play to our strengths or yeah. our strikers aren't that kind of player, either. They're going to get it and whack it in from distance and they're not particularly great in air either so we, we try and play it into the box try and walk it in at times if you had to pick a, a goal of the season uh, Andrew what, what would you what would you go with I, I kind of agree with what you're saying so uh, Stevens I can't remember was it against Brighton or yeah I think that was the only one outside yeah top, I think. and you know that's probably traditionally I'd go for that in the past but uh, I'll Gone through a few of them today, and I'm going for Lundstrom's second against Burnley, where uh, there's some interplay down the left, crossed it, and he, he did his usual right post, knocked it in. Right Brilliant post? Goal. You're coming up with all the <laughs> phrases today, aren't you? Yeah. Popped up at the right post. As opposed to the wrong post. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going Lundstrom, his second okay. against Burnley. Uh, Mark? Um, he's, yeah, I, I think when they put the official like picks for the goals of the season on Twitter. I think I'd put on um they picked all the wrong ones because they were trying to pick what you'd say is a traditional goal of the season, like from distance or something important or whatever. But we've not really got any of them. And I would have basically put the all the ones they picked, I just went with um Moose Everton. Because I did I did like that goal. Love, lovely goal that. But 
Um, I would have picked any of the three against Burnley at home. They were all proper team, Sheffield United team moves, and the first two in particular at the right post with, with Lunny coming in after down the left, uh, Didzy, Stevens. Oh, brilliant play. Um, so any of those three, but yeah, probably the one Andrew said, or maybe the first one, but they were just, they were just brilliant. So that's just Sheffield United goals for me. I was going to give the, the, the miners this lunch of second one, but Moussa's miss kick in front of goal uh, took away the aesthetic quality of it. Yeah, yeah. Minute, you can recall. He I know what you mean. the ball in front of it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to look really controversial and go for a really crap finish, but a great team goal. The one at Tottenham, uh, where Baldock shoot like shinned it in, but it was about 25 passes for. And I just, I just thought that game, and I'll probably talk about that game a little bit, I just thought summed up what, where we were at and the journey we'd been on to just move Tottenham about all around the pitch. And I know the finish was a bit fortunate, but I just thought the way we worked it and we were patient. I, I just thought that was a you know a, just a, a really you know, it wasn't a great goal, but I just thought it kind of summed some things up. But prob- probably like you said, the, the, the Burnley goals or maybe Flex second against Villa after the. The McGoldrick, uh, sorry, Flex first goal against Villa went back. I was going to say, wasn't his second one that one where he just he did walk it in pretty much? First goal, first goal, where where there was the Basham back flick and Luncheon cross. Oh, that was a nice goal. Yeah, if if Baldock could have connected properly against Tottenham, it'd be the goal of the century. Yes, but you can't give goal of the season to a miss kick, miss it cross, basically, (laughs) weren't it? You know. Imagine if Bash had just flicked it in because Bash was onside when they showed it back. If he'd have just got a touch on that and scored, a brilliant move. Score Bash, did he also? No, take take player at season off him. (laughs) I do have a favourite goal though. Yeah, I have as well. So, what's your favourite goal, Andrew? Uh, I'm going to say our first goal against, well, first goal back at at Bramall Lane in the Premier League, Lundstrom. It was just a uh, euphoric moment for me. Uh, amazing, amazing time. I got goosebumps, I think, when he went in and the celebration was superb. Brilliant. We, we'd waited for that. I mean, we weren't at Bournemouth, obviously. A lot of people are going to say Bournemouth, but we, we weren't there for that moment, unfortunately. But, you know, like you said, we'd waited. Everyone had waited for back at Bramall Lane Premier League football. And when that hit the net, the noise was just... I know people say that it's a bit again a bit a bit cliche, but it was phenomenal the noise and it was that uh, yeah. type of goal as well. Goal, Andrew. The keeper saved it, so you've got that anticipation or you're expecting it. You know it's going to hit the back of the net, and he just yeah. whoa, bang! Like amazing. Yeah, Lunny, player of the Mark, season. Did, did you have a favorite? <laughs> Mark, did you have a favorite goal? I would say a similar thing. I, Basically, that one. There's a few in there. There's, there's that one. There's the the Man United equaliser. So that was such an up and down game. That that equaliser against Man United was another one like that, just like pure release one. Um, and uh, under under lights, Moussa is against Arsenal. So they're all similar sorts of things, like just proper big sort of reaction from the crowd. But yeah, definitely that lonely one. It was just yeah. something special yeah. to be back at Bramall Lane playing Premier League football, and then. Uh- I've got a different one. I've had the Baldock, you know, I've got an own goal as my favourite goal of the season. Uh, the one at Chelsea for me. No, no, but it's not about the goal, but how, like, we, we'd done the first couple of games 
obviously beat beat uh, who did we beat Palace, and we'd done all right. And then we went to Chelsea, we were two 0 down. It was just like reminded me of Warnock that first half. There was much respect given, and then that second half, we just like it was just like no, we're we're going to have a real. We're going to we've worked for this for so long, and uh, obviously got one back then. Was it 88th, 89th minute? Wasn't it? I know it was no goal at the time. We thought Mouret scored, but the celebration. I mean, we had a lot of good away goals rolling around in the seats and stuff. But I just thought that because that was like we've arrived, finally arrived. Like we've drawn at Chelsea. So I, I thought that was a big moment for me in terms of sim- symbolism of, of us being in the Premier League and, and competing. You know, beating Palace is one thing, but going to Chelsea and drawing and coming out of Stamford Bridge, you know, puffing your chest out. Do you realise that competing involves winning as well? So, so you say it's one thing to beat Palace, but it's another to get a draw. But you know, I, no, I, but I just, I just thought what it, what it symbolised that, yeah, that point yeah. at Chelsea. In all, in just, all seriousness, I, I fully agree because what, what, what a day it was as well. Brilliant day out. Obviously, I'm, I'm become partaking mm-hmm. this discussion with his loyalty point problem. But um, <laughs> I, was in, no, I, I was in New York. <laughs> Fair enough. But no, it, it, it's like he's got impotence problem, isn't it? With his loyalty point, he can see Newman for your loyalty point problem. <laughs> oh dear, yeah, Pelly will sort you out. Um, but yeah, just I, I, I'd agree with that. He'll just not get... Get any loyalty point? <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. So, uh, best performance of the season. Uh, we, we're going to end up picking the same things for a lot of these. Uh, Mark, we'll start with you. For, what was your best performance of the season? Most all-round performance? Most all-round performance? Um, I, mine are going to be quite negative ones, actually. The bit, bit David Beden shouts these. But, um, I think against Liverpool, even though we lost at home, we just, we just pretty much matched them mm. all game. And when we could quite easily have nicked it as well if it just weren't for that cock up at the end. Um, so that that for me was a, a big, big performance showing we could match the world champions. Um, and then similarly, the Man United game was proper. It, it was the two sides of us, the sort of blowing a team away and just getting that two goals up and just looking really, really comfortable against an obviously established top top four club, just look, making them look a bit daft at times. Chucking it away, but then showing the other side of Sheffield United under Wilder, which is just proper never say die. I, I, as they were scoring their three goals, I thought this is going to be, you know, five two six two. I thought I, I thought we we're in big trouble. We we're going to get hammered, but then yeah, just dug in, got that point, and yeah, for, for showing both sides of United, that that was a big performance for me. So a draw and a defeat for Mark <laughs> uh, Andrew. Uh, uh, best choice. performance of the season. I think from a purely football perspective, I'm going to go Burnley for the first half. Uh, yeah, just I've never seen United, a United team play like that, ever. Uh, and the three goals that they made were just just what I want to watch. But then uh, I'm going to go for two lockdown games. Chelsea Spurs, they merged, they merged into one for me. I can't even remember which, which game was which, but... <laughs> Just they were superb against <laughs> both of those teams. I thought they were amazing. Yeah, yeah. But there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I, I had the same two as you. I, I, I probably gone Burnley just because we were there, which is a bit strange. But um, just being there and like you said, Andy, watching that football and just tearing a pretty stab league team apart. 
literally tearing them apart, like three nil up, and, and it was deserved. Um, you know, and we could have gone on if we wanted to. I think we won that five or six nil. We were that dominant. Uh, but yeah, Chelsea's best. Chelsea for me probably edge Spurs just because the way we set up, how we played, it was organisation, tactical. But Wilder just completely scored Lampard in that game, and I just thought it was a perfect kind of you know performance in terms of you don't have to have the ball, but you can still be dangerous when you have it. Uh, it's a shame we weren't weren't there for that. But I'll probably just go Burnley just because 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 I, I was there. Uh, worst performance of the season. I'm going a bit negative now. Um, Andrew? Uh, I'm not a massive fan of giving this, but yesterday's, <laughs> yesterday's was pretty poor. Uh, I'll probably go Leicester away because there was a lot of uh, riding on that game uh, and I'm just going to go for that in terms of we just didn't turn up but it was awful, awful performance. Bye. Beaten by a very good team, but we we didn't play, and I was disappointed and cried myself to sleep. Okay, Mark, anything different? Um, I would go all lockdown, apart from the two games you mentioned. <laughs> it's like it, it was like one long terrible. Isn't that, isn't that an Akon song? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just it was it was almost like it, you take the middle section out where we performed really well in two, pretty well in two. That start of lockdown was absolutely. You could you yeah. could pick any of those first three games and the last three games. I thought like a shit sandwich with shit as your loaves of bread. Shit, it? yeah, yeah. Which which <laughs> which would be difficult to hold, wouldn't it? You want you <laughs> yeah. want shit as you're filling, really, don't you? <laughs> but yeah. but um, yeah, it was it was just lockdown <laughs> football was just. I got right into it in the middle. I said, oh, "I'll take it all back." Lockdown football's great, I and then we it. went shit again. And I went, "Oh no, I don't like it anymore." So just just the way we. It just didn't yeah. suit us, did it? Playing every three, four, get three, four days, we just we just can't keep that level of intensity. So, mm. if you're going to make me pick one, uh, Newcastle, just because it was so mm. disappointing. Leicester, you can take being blown away by to an extent, but Newcastle, we were just right. That that's the one I picked because I thought Villa away first game, everything was a bit cagey. You know, coming back. Uh, Leicester, you know, good side. Then the, the last few, we we just run out of steam anyway. But the Newcastle game, just. They just look like they never. Some of them look like they never played football before. It was just like, what is wrong with them? Seriously, it was shambles, and they've not looked like that at all. I mean, we've had some bad games, you know, but like, yeah, I, I just, I don't know what, I don't know what happened in that game. It was. I uh, forgot about that. I, I think bad. I'd probably say Newcastle as well. Oh, taking it back now. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, for best performance, I'll say Burnley. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's what lockdown did to me. It just all merges into one. Yeah, it did. and and. And Jesus, what about Egan's goal against Burnley? Why is that not even in contention? Yeah, yeah I didn't mention that. That was a good hit. Yeah. No, because it was a good hit, but it wasn't. It wasn't either my best goal or my favourite goal. So that's why I mentioned it. No, mine. <laughs> it was pretty average, actually. <laughs> Just belted it, went in. Um, few, few other categories which are a bit odd because it's been a bit up and down in terms. Of it's hard to pick, but signing of the season, uh, Andrew. I've gone for, uh, I think we can, I just want to qualify this with you. Is it all right to include a loan signing? Oh, obvious. Yeah, you can pick my yeah. message. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's got to be Dean Henderson. Yeah. There is no question about that. It's Dean Henderson. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, we didn't really have all the big money signings were either hit and miss or just outright flops. So I won't say flops because it's early days for, for Beefy Burger and uh, 
even to an extent it's you know McBurney, as he's been yeah. in outside McBurney and stuff like that so you, you can't say they flops but they just haven't done anything um but yeah it's got to be Henderson or, or even tying some of the some of our I wouldn't say big names but you know some of our more important players down to longer contracts you could argue them as well because mm-hmm. they're going to be important <laughs> for us for years to come whereas Henderson's not is he you're like one of the, you're like James Shields, smart ass signing of the season. Is, yeah. uh, is, yeah. I'm <laughs> a smart ass, but don't ever say I'm like James Shields. Dean Henderson. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I mean, I I did. I would say that lesser known players, uh, probably more than McBurney and Burge and some of the others. Um, I thought Osborne and Jack Robinson both were did really solid jobs. And I don't think the fall-off was down. I think collectively we don't look as good when we, we miss O'Connell and Fleck, but I thought individually they did did pretty well. I think they'll be good lads to have around next season. We need more cover, but I think they're, they're too, you know, if we had to play Osborne five or six games, Robinson five or six games, you know, that, that's okay, I think. That, that, much, as we, much as we've banged on about Fleck as being the greatest player ever, I'd... I honestly, for two or three of those games, didn't didn't miss him with Osborne, and I I thought we were fine without him. It that wasn't the problem in those games. I th- I thought Osborne did really really well in them games until he went crap. <laughs> Flex an upgrade though. Come on, yeah, of course yeah. he is, of course he is. But what I mean yeah. is, it wasn't as big a miss. Yeah, I don't think yes. as in the same yeah, way as Fleck had been crap for the games before. That's exactly, why. exactly. <laughs> but but also, um, Robert Robinson would like. Like the other day against Southampton, he was probably the best defender. Yeah. But also, weirdly, with O'Connell in, we're a better we team. Yeah. We, it's just we, so strange. We don't. We that... don't. Well, we don't plug the gaps as much. They don't get down the sides. Robinson has done some good things, blocks and so, but throw-ins. Lovely but, throw-in. But 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 the teams get through us more when we haven't got those normal threes. They, they find little gaps and pockets. They have, they've had loads of chances. In- when O'Connell's not playing and then O'Connell plays and they barely have chances it's weird it's well it's just good good defensive play and good shape isn't it I suppose yeah they, they know we, get, they, they, we say I've said this a few times it's, we're kind of momentum and familiarity based I think but then little pockets of players that three aren't left three aren't right they all know each other's games so well that we just play much better when the usual settled three on the left in particular Stevens, O'Connell Fleck they're all together yeah, uh, worst signing of the season. Start with you, Mark. Um, worst signing of the season. It's, again, I don't like giving these because it is just like you're singling someone out. Just well, that's what we. That's what we've been doing all podcast. To be fair. We have actually, yeah, yeah, <laughs> all but, season. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, th- I actually think that Bernie's been a bit rubbish. I, I know a lot of people. <laughs> oh. I, I know a lot of people really like him, but he's he's not. He doesn't. I don't know, he's not found his niche, has he? He's, not, he's obviously not a target man. He doesn't seem to run into channels. He doesn't seem to come deep like Bengaldry does. I think that might be his nearest to his game that you can get, but he's not really found that sort of... Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't see him as a nailed down, he's our number nine start next season. I've seen loads of fans saying, oh, he'll be our striker. I heard you singing you know that I mean? at West Ham, though. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'd had a few beers at West Ham, but but you know what I mean. Like I, I don't look at him and think he's our. I know it sounds ridiculous. It's our, our rings or our Vardy, and that that's stupid because he's nowhere near that. But I don't, I don't see that. Maybe he'll get to that level, but you know, not a lot's going to change in what we got off like six, five, six weeks. You know what I mean? And. I just like people say, oh, he's got a bulk up part summer, but he's not. Gonna, he's not going to come like five weeks. He'd, he'd have to be on some sort of steroid program to come come back and be like beefed up and a proper target man. I think there's. I think there's promise there. I think there's a player that could 
you know, play a part, but he's too inconsistent for me. Um, he's not my worst signing, but uh, I get where you're coming from, Mark. Andrew? Yeah, I, I'm going to argue against you both here. I think McBurney's nowhere near. I probably take take his transfer fee. Yeah, he's not paid us back. But he's probably my performance of the season against Chelsea. Uh, to, so to say that, you know, he's useless. You just got to play one game, have you, Andy? No, no. I don't think I said useless, did I? <laughs> <laughs> no, but... Yeah, I, I, you know, his goal against Brighton, for me, showed uh, quality. There's quality in there. You only want to bring that up because it was in a way game you went to. <laughs> <laughs> Still got I'll his ticket what, on the wall. I'll tell, you what, I'll tell you what, though, and I hope he's listening to me. He needs to grow up. He needs to yeah, genuinely yeah, I agree get with that. sorted. Yeah. Because I do think there's something in there. Yeah. He needs to... Get stop, off stop Instagram. Messing. Yeah, I agree. No, I, I agree. With no, that. I, I agree. agree with I think there's a player in there, but he needs to buckle. He needs to yeah. do a bulldog and say, "This is my big chance now. I'm going to yeah, work yeah. as hard as I can and maximise yeah, what yeah, I've got yeah, here yeah, because this yeah. this is it. This yeah, could yeah. be it. Because you know, for the kids that go with the Stone Island stuff on, he's a legend, isn't it? Because he does what he does when he goes and watches yeah, Swansea. Yeah. But he looks like a prat. <laughs> I'd rather him score every you know, every other game or every other, every other three yeah. games. Matt massively agree with you, Andy. And, and what I will say is, Dean Henderson a couple of years ago was all over social media. He was yeah. you know, obviously there was publicised stuff that you know, but even outside of that, he was all he was all over stuff. You saw him all the time. You think like this last season, Henderson will put like his an, an odd tweet soon on top. He, but, but he's come away from that. And I'm not saying, people are going to be saying, what are they on about, these idiots? Just because he's on Instagram, he's not. Put, but, you know, I don't care about like, putting your bloody scar face and the eyes never lie and all these videos. You know, get, you're right, Andy. Get on with your game. Come back and literally put in some seven or eight consistent performances in a row. Not one good game in three or four. And I think there's, there is, I think he's a nice lad. I think he's down to earth. But get on with what you're here for is play football. All the other stuff will come, basically. I would say you can be a cock when you've earned it. Like if you're yeah. in Ibrahimovic, for example, you can be an arrogant wanker because you're good. But you need to get good first. I just want to go back to the point where I, where I thought that he might be listening. I know he won't be listening. <laughs> of course he won't be. But if he is, we'll love you, really. And, well, uh, sure and Magnifique send him all that stuff. I might send him this pod. Some feedback but, from but, your fans. Sorry, in terms, of, in terms of transfer paid out, I was going to say Ravel Morrison, but we got him for nothing. Well, pointless. Pointless signing. So I'm going to say Callum Robinson. Uh, that's, that's who I picked. Because be for the money yeah. we spent on him, uh, he might be a good player. He might be a lovely lad, but he really disappointed against his transfer. I thought that. That's yeah. a very good point. You know what? I, I have genuinely Robinson. forgotten about him, which that tells you he probably should have been my flop of the season as well. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, and I think I think you're right, Andy. You know, nice guy. Seemed to be enthusiastic about being at United. Said all the right things. Lo- lovely smile. Lovely looking lad. Great teeth. Yeah. Um, but he just and I, I put on for him the other day. I just said. Yeah, but loads saying like, oh, bring him back. Andy Ladd to have around, bring him back. But like, he's not really Premier Like, I don't think West Brom will sign him because, you know, they've had a little look at him and he hasn't been a regular. I know he scored the other day and stuff, but he's not been a regular. And, um, and, and it isn't just about formation, saying, well, he doesn't suit our formation. It, it's about doing the basics, like running in space, controlling the ball, holding things up. And um, I thought he was quick as well when we signed him and I didn't see any of that. And, yeah, not not for me. I, 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 it's not even about whether we get the money back or anything because fees, whether we get four million, seven million, it doesn't really matter in the you know in the, when you're in the Premier League. But I, I wouldn't be adverse to to 
you know, moving moving him on uh, personally. I just I just think it's a signing we tried and it just didn't quite work. He's just not quite at the level you need in the Premier League, and it, it happens that. Right, next category: most improved player. Uh, we'll start with uh, you, Andrew. Uh, most improved player. Yeah, I've gone for Lundstrom uh, for his okay. first half of the season. I always think this is a bit of an embarrassing award to get, so I'm not going to give it to Baldock. I'm going to give it to Lundstrom. Uh, Did you never win this at your club? Nah, you know, your junior never. football club. <laughs> player's player. I bet yeah. you weren't player's player. I bet you never passed. Clubman. That's your award, <laughs> isn't it? But, uh, Turned up. Yeah. You know, he, Berg, Berg got in the way. He's probably got a bit too big for his boots, but the first half of the season... He just buffed himself up. He started scoring goals. He got me massive, massive amount of points on fantasy. <laughs> oh, I wonder where you were going with that. <laughs> he buffed himself up and he got me massively. <laughs> <laughs> you, you say your wife's away, Andrew? Yeah. <laughs> put, that, put that picture of him away, Lord Lundstrom. Yeah. Yeah. Mark? He, well, he can't have got too different? big for his boots, could he? Because his boots are massive <laughs> and we're offside on their own at Spurs. So, um, you know what? I, I agree with Andrew. It's it's not an award that you want to be giving or receiving <laughs> to go back to his um, <laughs> getting him excited. I, I um, disagree with that. I think be, improving as a player is a good thing. I don't. Think it implies that you were crap before, though, doesn't it? And. Yeah. But you know what? It's, it probably is Lundstrom because that first half of the season, no one apart from me could have predicted that he'd, uh, <laughs> he'd have had the first half of the season that he had. And at times, he was practically the key player in, in certain games that he was just, you know, really pushing on from midfield. He were, somebody's threw balls. I, I think I think we forget this. He, he created quite a lot of chances in that first half of the season. Yesterday. Uh, it was well. some, some real intelligent play. And like interplay with Bulldog, threw balls to Moose, sort of one-twos with Didzi and stuff like that. And it was just... He was just brilliant, absolutely brilliant. It's a shame he dropped off. I don't really know why he did either, to be honest, unless it was the contract shite. I picked uh, most improved player. I picked Basham as most improved player, which is going against what you said about somebody being crap and improving. I thought he was brilliant at League One, amazing at Championship level, and then got even better at Premier League level. I, I think he's improved throughout the leagues. And, and that, you know, I, 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 it sounds weird to say that because he's one of the best players last season, but he, he got even better. And I'm factoring in the opposition he was playing against. I'm going to get all I'm going to get all mathematical on you. Blaze analytical, love this. Bash, <laughs> Bash were constantly improving through the divisions, so he's can, carried on on, a, on his trajectory of slow upward improvement, constant, constant improvement. He's improved most. Where, whereas, improved. whereas Lundstrom, for me, exponential, bit, bit all right, not and then just bang and then straight up. When and then exponential again. down again. Yeah, it's like a sine wave. Yeah. It might come back up again. Yeah, but but you can't give them, you can't give it on half a season. I'm looking over the like we did though. Piece. We no, but we shouldn't. Well, you so need anyway. to reword. You, you need to reword. <laughs> most it, improved player. I'm not saying most improved player for half a season. It's most improved player. No, yeah, but you said season. most improved, and it, the biggest jump in improvement was Lundstrom from being rubbish <laughs> to great. Don't matter <laughs> who went back down again. Most was improved. He our, was he our leading goal scorer? No, it was McBurney. <laughs> I thought it was Moussa, <laughs> weren't it? It's McBurney and Moussa joint six, which is not really helping our analysis. No, not really. Mind you, six goals is hardly, you know. I think Andy's made notes on this. As well. he keeps looking down at what he's written. <laughs> I, I didn't even know. I'd, I'd forgotten Robinson existed. That's how much research I've done for this podcast. So, um. uh, next, next category, unsung hero stroke underrated. I'll, I'll start with this one because I'd like you to go. And I, I've gone for George Baldock here. Um, and we kind of covered it a little bit in the player of the year and some of the other stuff. Stuff, but to 
play every minute, you know, and be pretty much, you know, he had a couple of so-so games, but he was like, a, you know, a seven out of 10 most weeks. He played against some really good wingers, Zaha, um, you know, a few other wingers I can't remember. Um, but, but like literally, you know, very rarely did anyone get the best. Of him. He should have got sent off a couple of times with his angry manner, but I just thought he, you know, just every week he would, and I didn't expect that. I thought he'd be up and down a lot because I, I don't think he proved he was a, a good defender. I thought he was an okay defender at Championship, but really improved defensively. And I just think, you know, we always talk about Basham and, you know, O'Connell and, you know, Egan and people like Norwood, but he never really gets mentioned, you know. And if it weren't for England having like four or five brilliant right backs, you know, his name probably would, would be put out there. I just think he's fantastic. Andrew? First of yeah. all, before you go to Andrew, I'd like to pull you up on you saying Bulldogs are 7 out of 10 every week. So I've got your spreadsheet here and he averaged <laughs> 6.825. So it wasn't a 7 out of 10 which every if, week, which, was it? Which if you round that up... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, Andrew, carry on. Andrew, uh, who did you have as your... Very sure. I completely agree. George Bulldog, yeah, it's just... Uh, I love him. I think he's a great United player. Really good. Mm. Mark, anything... Do you have a different no, I'm, I'm predictably going to go the same. I know I, he's not unsung by us because I think we all pretty much picked him as number four pick just outside the top three for player of the season. But I think, yeah, and I think you're right in that it probably goes completely unnoticed because there's that many other good right-backs around the country. So he's never going to get talked about in terms of England and stuff like that. So it's just a shame for him, really. Yeah, I could argue slightly for McGoldrick, nah. but I'm, I'm not going to. He's a, he, everyone loves him, even though he doesn't... I mean, how many other strikers get the love that he's got from from his fans with the goal score in return? He's in a category of his own, isn't he? He is, he is. <laughs> he is. And, and we never got down further beyond saying Baldock were fourth, but I'd mm. you, you'll probably disagree with me, but I'd put McGoldrick above Egan um, for fifth and above Stevens. Disagree, love but love him. Podcast, podcast, love him. Very important to the way we play. All right, we do a little bit on opposition stuff. We'll come back to a few little things at the end. But um, I don't know you want to just do best opponent and worst opponent. I'll quickly do it. Um, Liverpool, for me, obviously won the league. But I just the first game, obviously, we matched them. But that, that game when we played them at their place, we couldn't get near them. Like, and it was effort and, and industry as well as skill. I, I mean, they won 2-0, but it could have been like 7-8-0 that game. Um, my opponent... Uh, are we doing opponent? Best opponent, best team? Oh, best team, worst team. Worst team, I would probably say, this is weird because they finished just below us. I thought Burnley were awful in both games against us. Really direct, really limited. You know, I, I, I thought we outplayed them in both games. Uh, obviously, only drew the second one. But yeah, Liverpool and Burnley, which is a bit odd to say. Andrew? Uh, Liverpool away, without a shadow of a doubt. I think we played them right in the middle of a pomp. Uh, and they just looked, yeah, they were in a different stratosphere to us, weren't they? And then I'm not even going to mention worst team because, you know, <laughs> Norwich were the worst team. Yeah, but I'm just talking about games against us. It's easy to just do the yeah, table. Yeah, but we, we, we probably made someone worse. Yeah, you know? possibly. So possibly. I'm not doing it. Okay, but <laughs> you can't make him. He's not going to. Yeah, because, I mean, you could argue we we made Chelsea look ordinary the other day. Yeah. We Like, we... We let them have loads of possession and they did nothing with it. And then we swept them aside. So just, I, just us looking at them, we could easily say that if you just watch that one game. No, but the worst team, the worst team we played. <laughs> no, the worst team. Um, yeah, it's Norwich, isn't it? <laughs> they were, they were, it, 
course it is. I mean, even in that away Listeners, game... Listeners, just, just look at the league table and... Yeah, <laughs> no, no, it is, people. though. Uh, no, because for the, for, the, for the best one as well, um, Liverpool's obvious, and I would say Liverpool, but I thought Leicester were good in both games against mm. us. I thought they were... I thought they, they yeah, sort no, of... Because we, we were pretty good at home against them, but they kind of they still sort of swept there's, us aside There's a bit. certain teams that kind of just... Got us. Leicester were one. Newcastle did strangely. Newcastle uh, did, but a lot, a lot of that were down to us being a bit funny. Funny how quite a few teams did doubles over us though. Southampton, another one, and we yep. only did the double over. I think two teams. I think it was Palace. They also do the double over. Norwich, I think that yeah. was it. Yeah, also, yeah. Andrew, do you have something else you want to add? I don't. No, I have nothing to say <laughs> after that. That's a great. Well, I've, well, we're going to carry on with that. We're going to do the uh, anything we say about best opponent player. Maybe worst opponent play. I, I, I'll start and say, to be honest, Liverpool, Mane and Van Dijk were really good in the, in both games. I thought I thought Mane was a, a huge threat. Van Dijk's looked a colossus. Uh, but the the two I'm probably going to pick, uh, De Bruyne, just brilliant at, at Man City, and then the passage did at Bramall Lane. Uh, but probably it's not gonna be, not going to be popular. Jamie Vardy for me. I just thought he was brilliant in both games. Work ethic, you know, goals. You know, just I thought I thought I thought you, you can you can split airs between Vardy and De Bruyne for me, uh, Andrew. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've got the the same players down here. I've got Tielemans down as well. Yeah, good. Call. He played really well. Uh, but Virgil Van Dijk at Bramalane. I thought Matic actually played really well as well. His partner, but Van Dijk, bloody hell, what a player! <laughs> what a player! <laughs> And then De Bruyne just passes it like quicker than I've ever seen a footballer. Mm. And like you say, Vardy, uh, both games was absolutely superb against us. Mm. Uh, yeah, Mark, any, any anything different? Sorry no, it's Van Dyke, Van Dyke, and De Bruyne. Are, not so much against us, just they've had a brilliant season. I think you get tainted by that a little bit because they were good against us and they did a few little bits. But for me, it's Vardy. I just mm. I, I touched on it then about how Leicester both games against us. For me, they were the most impressive team because mm. Liverpool have got all that talent and you sort of expect them to do you. But Leicester, I thought, just did as brilliantly both times and it was a lot of it was down to the forward line and Vardy's movement and his work yeah, ethic if you fantastic. put him in I don't know if he'd never play for us but if you put him in United see a player like that he'd be perfect for us you know absolutely yep. brilliant like his mobility uh, worst player I don't know whether you want to do this I, I had a couple I had Phil Jones man you was absolute <laughs> shambles at Bramalane they took him off at Moose just ragging him about and Serge Aurier at, at Spurs away and at home gave an absolute Two absolute shockers. Uh, Matt Loughton was bad as well at Bramall Lane, but prob- probably maybe Aurier, cause just because he had more of a uh, you know, more more game time to cock up than than the others. Uh, anything different, Mark? No, Phil Jones for me stood out by a mile because I think we were texting all the way through that game, going, "I can't believe they've put him in." Pretty much to counter, you know, they, they sort of yeah, set up similar tools, didn't three they? Three centre back, and he yeah. was the one that came in to do it. And he basically almost chooked the game away in that first half, didn't he? We just to say they brought him in, especially it's like bringing Andy Taylor on to take a penalty. It just, yeah. So that for me, that is that's the one. Anything, Andrew? No. no other than adding a good player, Alan Saint Maximin. Yeah, no, that's a both good call. Games. He was really good yeah. both games. That is a really good call. That. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, think Ward, I, I think Ward Prowse has been good in both games as well. Yeah. I think he's a really underrated uh, mid- midfielder. How much so, did he uh, cost? 
Well, he just signed a new contract today, so a <laughs> yeah. lot. Got long name um, as well for his shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mo- moment of the season, and everyone's picking sharp at Bournemouth again. We weren't there, but is there one moment that you kind of just? I know I spoke about that Chelsea goal and stuff. I'm now a different moment, but one moment where you just thought, this is, you know, you sat back in your seat and just thought, wow, uh, Mark. Um, I've got. We've been through some of the obvious ones earlier yeah, about them, yeah. them goals that sort of really did it for me. I've got into Andy one day, though. I know it really did it for me. Um, but for me, it was actually walking out against Palace and then kicking off, genuinely, because not two years, no, three years earlier, we'd been sat in those same seats in the South Stand, me and my dad. And my dad had said to me, and it, it was a bit of like, to get semi-serious for a minute, like almost like a bit of mortality, him going, hey, lad, I don't think I'll see him back in... Premier League in my lifetime and genuinely because that's how abject we were just before Wilder came sort of that three four years earlier and then, compo, last of the summer wine he, yeah <laughs> and then and then and then he got after that game he got in his bath and uh, went down ill and uh, <laughs> round over no it, and yes yeah, just just that game against Palace just for it to be back again so they coming coming out um don't don't smile on me. <laughs> coming, coming out onto the pitch um, the kickoff, just playing Premier League football again, and then Lundstrom's goal, just just brilliant. Andrew, you have a moment? <laughs> I've got one thing that I think a lot of people may disagree with, but the first night, the first, where's he going? <laughs> the, first, the first nighttime game. Nighttime, sorry, nighttime. Nighttime. <laughs> nighttime. <laughs> I think it was Arsenal. Yeah, uh, they did the lights. So you don't even stop. know what game it is. <laughs> You're just going to call it the first night. It, it, it was, you know, it was all right. That you know, I'm into that type of stuff. Uh, but then I think probably uh, we all went out after. I think the Norwich Sharps yeah, header. Really good call. You know, I thought we're in here. There's a real chance here that we're going to do something remarkable. Uh, and I think that was the game that kept us up. Sorry, we went out, you thought we're in here. We're all married. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, as if we'd have had eyes for anyone else that night. We just I remember late on in the was it the old workshop, huddled around that table, like on tenth beer at night or whatever it were, just banging on about uh, Blaze top trumps after That's, that Norwich game. Yeah. yeah, but you're right, Mark. For me, that is sometimes more important than yeah. the actual ninety yeah. minutes. Yeah. At Norwich, uh, and it was the last game before lockdown, and the last time of normality. Felt we, good, uh, good to be a yeah, blade. That, that I was night. looking at trips to Rome to watch us on a Thursday night, and it was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, that both really good calls. I, I probably went for when Musa scored against Man U. Not the goals. I mean, the goal was a good goal, but we were two 0 up. We played amazing football. We'd been brilliant in the weeks leading up to that. Burnley and Tottenham, you know, Arsenal. And we were 2-0 up on Man U. And I genuinely, I'm quite negative as a fan, but I, I couldn't see them coming. But, and I was like, we're going we're gonna to beat Man U 2 or 3-0. Like, and it was in front of the, you know, the watching eyes of the world. I mean, I think Souness, after what he said, oh, I'd buy a season ticket down here. And we were doing all that football in the first half. Remember, we're bashing uh, like in the corner and stuff. And I just sat back and was just like, this is, we are unbelievable. We are a great team and, and that, that that probably for me slightly was... negative one though isn't it that you you can at least tinge it can't you? you've always got a negative slant you oh it was amazing we're turning it up threw it away though straight after no 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 but we talk about <laughs> they talk about the moment like at that time 
You know, that was just fantastic. But that's what I'm saying that. about you. I think I think you like a moment to be ruined, and I think that's why you've picked that one. That's me why. Is that when Carragher and Neville were in the chip it? No, that were West Ham, Matt. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's good you've done your research. It's done more than I have. I'll Six months after. Good shout, though. Yeah, so, so all, all good calls, though, all good calls. And it yeah. just sums up that we've all had different moments, that we have had some fantastic moments this season. Yeah. And like I say, everyone picks the sharp one. We weren't there for that. Um, and I imagine that was fantastic. I was gutted not, not to be there for, for that goal because that, that was obviously quite, quite a symbolic thing. But, yeah, there's been lots of, lots of good moments. Uh, some, some fun ones. Uh, obviously, you can't take your, well, your best away day, Andrew. <laughs> well, it'll have to be Brighton. Brighton away. It seemed like a pretty good one, to be fair. Mm. Yeah, it was. It was great. I was quite yeah. jealous of you. I think that's where we did the song Going to Napoli or whatever the song is. <laughs> <laughs> You've been a bit vague tonight. I, Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan, I think. Yeah, no, uh, Brighton away, because it was the only one I went to or could could go to. Yeah. I was planning to go to Burnley, yeah. but Never didn't. Mind. Yeah, yeah, you stayed over, didn't you, with friends and uh, took up the stayed nightlife. Over. We won 1-0. Took up what? Took up the nightlife. All oh, right. Took up some nightlife. <laughs> Fell asleep early, though, to be honest. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, sound. You, your, yours? Your two? Mark, go on. Um, I thought there were so many, weren't they? Mm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, really no it, is, it is tricky <laughs> because... Again, I've, to go back, I've, I've got, I've got loads. Yeah, it's, it's, we're going to be Andy. You, if you need the toilet, go now because we'll be talking. Uh-huh. He's, uh, he has his turn. His webcam off. <laughs> um, now, I, I would say um, it's, it's difficult because it's like Andy says. It's, it's difficult sometimes to separate mm. the the day and the match, the day and the match, and everything like that. So, um, that Chelsea one was brilliant though, because mm. because of the result and everything, and and a day stroke night out around London's always good mm. you, you've got to really cock up to not have a good one although was, was that the night or was it, no, it was the one after where you got refused admission because you didn't have photo ID to that to that place in <laughs> my finest moment that. but uh, yeah I'd probably probably say that Chelsea one just because of the what you touched on earlier about mm. how we came back and proved ourselves against a proper established mm. team and then just a, a day around London I'm probably going to go Liverpool, uh, Everton, sorry, away when we went to Liverpool. Yeah, great it was, one, it was the one we won. You know, we saw lots of draws. And I loved all them London ones, Arsenal, West Ham, Tottenham, great day, and obviously uh, Chelsea. But uh, we won at Everton, you know what yep. I mean? And obviously backs the wall a little bit. Uh, I didn't have Mr. Cagri out. I didn't do mo- most outstanding individual performance, which was going to be Egan. Uh, at Everton, I thought he was amazing that day. Uh, I don't know whether you you two had any. Uh, I'd looked at that category, or whether we skim over it. The best individual performance by a player, Andrew. I've got McBurney, Chelsea. Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot that category. Right. Mark, anything? Well, I'd not even read that category. So um, right. there were make, a few. Make though, one because... up on the on the spur no, because, of the moment. Because the the team were brilliant against Burnley, but I thought, you know. And, and Villa as well, but I thought Fleck in both of those games was great. And um, oh. Burnley, like uh, Andy oh. said in that game, Moussey in a few games, like yeah. the Burnley one, and it, as an individual performance, you think, why can't oh. I do that all the time? Oh. Um, but yeah, I think I probably will, will go for that McBurney one because huh? much as I've said, I don't think he's turned out to be a great signing. That one game, I just, well, we, we said it on the pod afterwards, he needs to play like that or, yeah. or try and put in a performance like that oh. every week. Oh. There was a yeah. performance just pre-lockdown that Basham put in. I can't remember who it was. 
Brighton, Bournemouth or Norwich. You have to look back on your match report, but he was incredible. Hang on, I've got his spreadsheet here. Let me open it. I've got me. <laughs> He's probably not scored in very high, but yeah. Uh, he got six in those games. <laughs> <laughs> Hard taskmaster. No, he got he got eight against Norwich, eight against Bournemouth. So it could have been either of them. Yeah. The the, the other the other categories I had, which kind of come, I, I said like best post match overway. I think that Norwich one, like we had a really good sort of drink sort of pre-match post-match went out went down Kellam Island lot you know we had a few others around a few other friends there and United I think we were sixth in the league it, you know it was just just a great sunny day it was just great times that and then coronavirus came yeah yeah I think we'd set it up as well haven't we it's been the day that yeah. Yeah. we'd all go out as well and we won and we, we, did we say, what was the points we had? We had something, if we get to 40 points, we're having a night out, and we were no, well if, over 40. No, if we get to definitely safe from relegation. Okay. So it wasn't a set number, was it? It was, mm. I, think you, I think you had your calculator out every week, deciding when it was, and then we pretty much said, if we win that match, we, we are safe. Yeah. We did. And even, and even though normally, if you set a night up, impromptu nights out are normally the yeah. best ones. So if you organise one, it always turns out to be a disappointment. But that one didn't. We'd had it, we'd had it, we'd earmarked it as that's the safety day and possible mm. Europe's on day. Uh, and it, so it turned out. And it, yeah, what a, what a day and what a night. I heard like best home pub and a best away pub, but we always end up going to like the Red Lion pre match. And uh, but we say we did have a fantastic time at the old workshop that day. Best away pub, uh, Mark, uh, can you think of one particular pub that you enjoyed? Either one in pre, particular, pre I'll tell you or where post I did game? En- where I did enjoy, I really enjoyed much as I hate the ground and to an extent dislike the club. I loved the drinking around West Ham that day. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, they were that they were that sort of barcade place where we were playing mm-hmm. video games, they were that barge. There were a few little microbreweries. There was that massive brewery that we went in. It was really good, really nice around there. Yeah, we had a couple of... The one you talked about where I got refused admission the first time. Uh, was it the Queen of Hoxton? Yeah. And there was just lots of very beautiful people in there. And, and then there was... And us. us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, rooftop like beer garden. I think we... I think that we drawn at Arsenal. I can't remember which game it was, but just like again, just being in London, having a few beers. United, United, a yeah, good side. And was that the night we even got them? Those girls came chatting us up, and I think it was probably because they thought these ugly <laughs> old guys. United fans. They must be famous or something. Cause there's absolutely no other reason <laughs> to be here with all these beautiful people. Yeah. There was a there was a moment when we got a ta- we got a cab because I think we'd messed up on the tubes or there was something close and the taxi driver was enthusing about United saying like you're you're a really good team and he, he said some stuff and it it made you really proud to be a Blades fan and it weren't like just saying it like passion I said you're really good you're a really good team I love your manager and it was like. Bloody hell, like, it was just really, really nice. Same at Spurs, if you remember. We came out, we walked down that, mate, it was absolutely pissing it, so we ducked yeah. in that pub, and they were all watching um, the Lundstrom offside yeah, on, yeah. on, and yeah. all the Spurs fans in that pub yeah. were, were basically agreeing with us, saying, you know, you deserved at least a draw from that game, you were done out Should of the won, point. Yeah. You know, you know, they were all saying we were a great side, We were saying how good we were, and how surprised by us they were. Yeah, just, just some great days. Uh, best... Andrew, Womble excuse for not doing a pod. Uh, you got a particular one, Mark? <laughs> um, wasn't there some fake illness to a pet or something? Or some, someone set his wife's mate's dog or something, got ill, and he had to get something like that. It was, 
I, I like the more straightforward way. He just says, I'm just not doing it. And then doesn't give an excuse. I won't be doing it, lads. <laughs> Sorry, lads. Not for me today. Yeah. Or, best, or he t- best wishes. Or he texts us at like two minutes to go and says, I'm on the yeah. tram. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we think about next season, how often we do it. But, you know, obviously, every game. Is it co- are we coming back? Are our sponsors, <laughs> are our sponsors interested in renewing? Yeah, we've uh, been asked. Uh, favourite Simon Hill outfit? Because obviously he came to quite a few uh, games. I've got one particular well, one. Well, we need that... to explain who Simon Hill is for the uh, Simon the Hill is, is come on, he's, he's been on a few pods. He was described as the most negative man someone had ever heard, which, which made me feel good uh, after the Norwich game. Uh, uh, yeah, he's one of our... You know, we have Stan and we also have Simon, uh, two, two extras who sometimes come on. Sometimes contribute, but he's, he's a very dapper, debonair... Yeah, yeah. So, uh, certainly not Debenham. Flam- flamboyant. <laughs> He's a bit of a, a Michael Portillo character, isn't he? He is, isn't he? Well, yeah. my outfit, we, we turned up for the Manchester City game uh, away and I was meeting a friend who's a Man City fan, actually, season ticket holder. He lives in Sheffield, worked with him. And Simon, he'd never met Simon before and he just sort of came up towards the train station. I can only describe it as the Paddington Bear outfit. <laughs> he had orange trousers, a purple jacket and a check shirt. Uh, my pal, who, who never met him before, just, just I remember just said, I, d- I didn't know it was fancy dress, which was just brilliant. He just completely <laughs> like broke the ice. But yeah, he's a, gr- a great man, Simon Hill, and uh, he, he needs to join us more often. Uh, Too negative. Too negative. Um, finally, uh, like, well, I mean, we can uh, sum up the season in a sentence. Andrew? I'm not very good at stuff like this. That's a sentence. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I- Mark, <laughs> good, good, def- good that, deferring that. That's not a sentence. That's a name. You know what? I'd not even, you know, my my preparation's poor. I'd not really read the email. I'd certainly not read to the bottom. Well, just do, so do it from the heart. So, the season in a sentence. I don't do four words. I don't like that we have to have a word limit. But just sum it up in a sentence. Just beyond all expectations, will do it for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Without like the end that. bit, just beyond all expectations. Full stop. That'll do it for and, me. Andrew, I think. Just the fact that United have genuinely got back on the map and we've proven an, an incredible amount of uh, so-called experts wrong. That's a um, paragraph. That yeah. <laughs> have you got a semicolon and a comma? Um, I've not stopped. <laughs> Come on. Nah, he's, Wilder's put us back on the map. It's like Joyce. <laughs> and I'm not even bothered about being on the map, to be honest. But I thought, let's say that. What is the map? He's still going. <laughs> is this... <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you said, some of yeah, the season in a novel. Hold on a minute. I've <laughs> not on, finished. Go on, go on. The way that you said that the <laughs> yeah. taxi driver was talking yeah. about Sheffield United, that that would have done it for me, and I should have just referred to that. Yeah, yeah. I just, I've just got. We are bloody good. He's yeah. a bit swearing, and that yeah. that just sums it up. You know, we are good. You know, and and it's not like we're good fighting hard and scrapping. We're a good team. We're organised. We've got you know. It's just a great time, and, we, and you never know. You know, we hopefully will go on and 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 be a success and consolidate in the Premier League for years to come, and can challenge for Europe. But you don't know. You know, football. You look at United's history, and that's not happened, has it? For a long time, we, we're a bit up and down. And, and even you look at teams like Bournemouth and Watford and some of the other teams, Huddersfield. You don't know what's going to happen. You genuinely don't. Know. I hope. I hope we. I'm not going to predict either way. I, I genuinely. We. Not nobody knows. Uh, the one thing I will say, if we keep this manager, I'm pretty confident that we'll be here for quite a while and that we'll, we'll go on and continue to have many more years of success. Well, 
We'll always have finished last four years, though, won't we? <laughs> so, like Wednesday fans, we'll, we'll always have that here in early 90s and Erston Waddle play. See, that's, that's the sentence that's, you should have gone with. That's the sentence. It's, and, and it's a bit like something out of Casablanca, or is it Casablanca or something? <laughs> I've never seen Casablanca. But oh, it's, it's it. something we'll always have. Wild, Wilder would be fuming because he's the one. I'm not bothered about what's happened. It's now, it's future. Then, yeah. Andy, we'll always have last four years. I think he's, uh, I think he's uh, stretching the truth on us not having any money either. I think we've got a bit to play spend. mind games, and I think I think he'll strengthen as. This as one, he, of your, as one, of your work, one of your workmates got some inside info. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my my sentence for next season need to start better because if we do, I think if we get off to a good start, I know, I know oh, we weren't terrible this season, yeah. but it's just we struggle to start. I always say this: we struggle to start after any break. We just need to hit the ground running. I've have a have a Christmas party before the season, like Bassett did that yeah. time. Yeah. I, th- I think you're right. I think those first three or four games, if we start badly, then everyone will be like, oh, we've carried on from how we finished last season. It's really important we come out firing and, and, and like putting some good performances. And it, it's hard with that break because it's a balance, isn't it, between having them rested but keeping them kind of ticking over. And, and it's, it's like a strange kind of amount of time. Really, we need at least but... two points from the first two games. Otherwise, people are going to start sort of... How many weeks do they usually get off? I think they get about two or three more weeks, don't they, possibly? You get two full months, don't you, really? Because yeah. even if you're successful, you, you, you're done by end of May, and then you get all June and July off. There's, so. no, inter- there's no international tournaments, is there? So. No, there's, I think there's an international break at end of, I'm sure end of August or something <laughs> ridiculous. It'll take a week to get fit if I were those lads. Come on. Yeah. Come Do you know what will be our look? Chelsea, Wol- uh, sorry, Wolves and uh, go on, Man U and... And City will all get to finals and we'll get them first three games. We won't be playing till that. Because they're saying they might be delayed, might they, their opening oh, games for two or three that. weeks. That'll be, that'll be our lot. And hopefully we'll be back in some stadiums soon. Um, don't know how they're going to do that, but we'll, we'll wait and wait and see. They, they say they're talking October, aren't they? But yeah, it's, it's going to be there, tricky. It? It's, yeah, it's going to be. I am a bit kind of all in or nothing, which is weird because, you know, I don't know. I just, I just, I, I'm not looking forward to experience. And I know there's no alternative and it could be the way we live now, but, you know, where we have to go in at a certain time, leave at a certain time, can't move around there. You probably can't go to the pubs. Well, you could go to the pubs, but they're going to be would you, would you want to? I've, I've still not no. really been out for a No, I, I, to, been, to I, haven't been, stuff, I haven't been to a pub since it's opened up. It's, it's just like, you can, you can be living in fear for yourself or whatever or not, but it's more about other people, isn't it? So yeah. you can... You, you sort of never forgive yourself if you went to a pub, got it, and then went and give it to your, an elderly, elderly relative or someone vulnerable or whatever. You could pin it down to yourself. Yeah. So, I'm not, I'm not looking forward to the decision about do I or don't I go. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think I'd go, but I, you know, I, I just don't think it's going to be a great. Oh, so you're not, you, think, you know, you, you're not bothered about killing your elderly or vulnerable relatives. I'm, I'm definitely going. Premier League football, <laughs> kill them all. <laughs> No, I didn't say that. And I've said on the forum, somebody was saying, someone put a comment like, if you don't get a season ticket, you're a joke or something. No. I can completely understand people's a bit like, like you said. So if I mean, I probably will go, but like, you know, I, I wouldn't be particularly, you know, it's like anything in life though, isn't it? At the moment, you're going to have to get back on yeah. the wagon at some point. Uh, but I just don't think football is going to be the same. And that's sadly that we could be waiting for probably next season uh, or the season after until, things might get back to normal and it's, it's a different Sheffield United Cup, Cup isn't it and that's what mm. Mm. 
It's it's like we've got to be but, the best we've been in decades, and we can't fully enjoy it. So it's it's not the Sheffield United cock up we used to, uh, but it's you know it's uh, taking the shine off. But it's been a great season. Yeah, uh, like I said, sort of tapered off a bit at the end and, and not being there, but uh, fantastic time, fantastic four years. Um, I I am actually genuinely worried the day when Wilder leaves the club. He's just incredible and. Uh, you know, I thought Bassett was a hard one to follow, but we kind of dipped out and Kendall came and did all right. But following him is just going to be nigh on impossible. He's, he's, he's just unbelievable. And, um, I, I, you know, I, I'd never tire of listening to him. He says everything that I agree with. You know, he's, he's, just, he's just fantastic. Yeah, you're right. And, and sometimes we'll do these sort of, snap reaction podcasts and i sometimes think oh we've gone mm. in a bit on a mirror like or, or whatever you know something like that and you yeah, just think you, yeah. you sort of worry that not worry because mm. it's not like we've got a like a huge audience to lose but you think we're going to get a slate in for what we've said here <laughs> you put it online and then you, you go and read wilder's interviews or whatever and he's pretty much said what we've said and his honesty is so refreshing yeah, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't try and hide behind anything because i mean we've not even mentioned VAR, we've not mentioned, you know, the goal line technology, no. we've not mentioned sort of injustices real or otherwise. I don't want to mention that, that though. I, I think that's what very much, the fact we haven't mentioned it is taking a leaf out of Wilder's book that, you know, we can only control what we can control. And exactly. I, I, I'm, 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 I mean, today people still going on Twitter about Bournemouth. Have you seen, they're not no. even bothered. Just like, no. let it go. Let's, let's be better than that. It's it should have been a goal. We've had a few VARs against us, but you know you finish roughly where you're back, where you deserve to finish. And we need we need to be better than that and move on and not be that kind of club that's like looking for blame or you know we, we've got so yeah. many good things at the moment. Yeah, Andrew, what, you're laughing. No, that, that's what no, that's yeah. what I was saying though. That Wilder, it doesn't look tied behind stuff, and that's and that's the brilliance of him. That he's he just he takes responsibility for everything. He points the finger at his players where it's necessary when they've not performed. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just is none of this victim mentality that we seem to be sort of as a fan base almost slipping into a bit with all this Hawkeye stuff. I just don't, I just don't agree with it. We, like you say, we're better than that. I don't agree that luck evens out over a season. Luck is luck. It might go all against you or all for you. Luck is you, luck. Is that an eighties pop song? It luck is now. Is luck. <laughs> I love I love the fat Wilder's gone down that route. Uh, my yeah. favourite probably ever manager is Bobby Robson. And the reason I didn't get into Wilder at Warnock was because he just blamed everything. Yeah. It was always yeah. someone else's fault. Yeah. Bobby was like, he never blamed anyone. He just got on with it. And Wilder's like that. He's just, he'll have a laugh about it and he gets yeah. angry, but then he forgets about it and he moves on, doesn't he? Love to, I'd love to go for a beer with him. Oh, I would. <laughs> I, I nearly did. Like well, on the, purpose. He's in the Florentine at uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, and, that uh, is, right. We just beat West Brom away. Dowell had scored. And... Yeah, we were there, uh, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you. Good on you. I nearly said hello, but I didn't. Yeah. Well, re- regrets we've all had some, haven't we? <laughs> More regret, haven't we? Regret, regret. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, fa- fantastic. Uh, fantastic manager, fantastic man like you said, put us back on the map, but just made us proud to be a, a Blades yeah. fan. Like yeah. Everyone says, like, I'm proud to be a fan of my team. And we, you say that a lot. Teams say, like, fans say that as the team. But 
sometimes you don't mean it. I've said it in years past, and I think I'm bloody embarrassed to be a Blades fan at times. Yeah. It's set up with that. Yeah. I actually genuinely mean it now. I'm so proud to support the team uh, that we've got and the players we've got and how they play and how they go about. And uh, yeah, just just brilliant. I think and, I don't know if we mentioned the biggest disappointment, did we? You're about to. Go on. Yeah, I think it's the 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 missed opportunity of being there for the cup run, the Arsenal game. I know we lost, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. if we'd have won that potential semi, <laughs> potential <laughs> final, and not been there, and this didn't even happen, we lost. But the fact yeah. we weren't able to be at that Arsenal game, I think that would have been a real... Yeah, I think, I think we would have won. And that's yeah. going back to being a bit opposite to what I said about controlling things. But I genuinely think if fans had been there for that, I think we'd have won that game. We'd have destroyed him. And then lost 5 0 to six. It's not even necessarily the fans being there. It's just the fact that we completely lost any sort of. We just, I always. I keep banging on about it. I've mentioned it now that we just start badly. And we, because we had that break and we just took the time to get going again. If we'd have just been going into that game off the back of playing every week, once a week, mm-hmm. maybe twice a week, every now and again, we'd have just been in that rhythm and we'd have just swept them aside, I think, at home. Well, I, I remember we'd booked to go to Newcastle for the weekend. And I'm, like you said, quite negative. I was so confident we'd go up there and smash them, win there. We were going up there for a week away. I thought, we're going to beat. They were in disarray. They were Tottenham without Kane, Manu without Rashford. We're going into the victim mentality thing here a little bit. But I genuinely think if the season had carried on, I think we might have got to a semi-final. I'm not saying we'd have got to City, obviously. Good teams in it. Um, And I think we would have really been close to possibly got Europa League. But it it happened and there's not a lot you can do as a... And, and also, like you say, <clears throat> it's how you deal with stuff like that. It's just shown that we've not, we're not set up like the other football clubs are. Not set up we're to not... deal with a pandemic. No, no, no. It's in to deal with. If we'd have had an injury crisis, we'd have been the same. If we'd have got two or three injuries or suspensions all at the same time, we'd have been in the same boat. It's we, we need them core players to be fit and firing every single game for us to play how we do and, and Wilder Adam doing that all season mm. it was only this sort of weird situation that knocked him off that mm. it's a shame but um, yeah mm. it happened I feel almost guilty that we've not mentioned one regular and I want to mention it uh, Norwood he's the one, one player we've not mentioned and you know he's yeah, not... you, you, you've been very critical of him Andrew last <laughs> few weeks on WhatsApp <laughs> Yeah, I think he's had a terrible. Uh, yeah, no. he's not been like pandemic. many of them. He's not. He's not really come back and been but, as good as he was. Well, right? I do think uh, at some points in the season he was genuinely playing fantastically well. Uh, he was orchestrating everything really yeah. better than I'd seen him in Championship. And to give him the chance very, in the Premier League was good. Very good football, and I know Berg might eventually grow into that role. But you know, all these people saying, "Oh." We need to put Bergen instead of Noah in that role. You know, Noah's body of work uh, over the last couple oh of years God. has been has been very consistent. And he, you know, he to me the team next season. Obviously, they might have to get a new goalie. Whether if Henderson goes back, whether they, you know going for Ramsdale or Ben Foster, but it's going to be the back five. It's going to be Norwood. It's going to be Fleck. They're probably going to play Berg if Lundstrom's still here. They might rotate a bit around them. And then to me. You know, I think McGoldrick and McBurney might ro- rotate round a little bit, but then they need another striker, at least one, possibly two. Um, and, and then it's some squad players to kind of compete with you. No, I think, I think we need players as good as some, some others in those positions. But, you, but you're right to bring Norwood up because he's, hmm. he's a leader as well and he, he never hides. So I know he gets the armband, so it's obvious to say he's a leader. But even when he were playing 
not particularly well in this post-lockdown period. He's still on every dead ball. He's still His technique never leaves him. He's still trying things. He's still getting on the ball and getting involved. It, it never hides. So, yeah, real proper player for us. Uh, just a shame it wasn't great post-lockdown. But, um, yeah, to yeah, go back to your point way. about recruitment, I think we need some players in a lot of positions to g- not not just compete for those positions, but like I said earlier, if we get a couple of injuries to our to our core, we've we've sort of we've not got that backup, have we, at the minute? We've we've got to score and create more got more chances and more goals. Yep. You know, to have the fewest chances created, fewest shots taken, fewest, you know, shots on goal. And you know, we we're not gonna have the defense I don't think we'll be able to maintain that defensive record next no. year you know it's amazing what we did this year so we're going to have to conversely score more goals next season um, I think but... it's easier I think it's easier to recreate good defence than it is recreate or create better attacking look at Arsenal look at all those teams that just worked and worked and worked on a system I don't think it's that difficult I think we'll well I think we'll be all right. No, I think we'll. Def- I think we'll still have, have lots of clean sheets, defensive performances. But we're not going to be. We're not going to have load. We're not going to have like whatever we had, fourteen, fifteen clean yeah. sheets. And I can't not, see we're not gonna, thirty-nine goals. Whatever was it, thirty-nine goals? We're like, we're not going to have that next season. Whatever it is, we're not going to be going into the last couple of months of the season with pretty much the same defensive record as the team in first position. That's not going to happen next season. I can't. No. I just can't see it. He's got to find a few from his magic art, rabbit art, whatever, to, to, to compete <laughs> at the top hat. of the, top <laughs> the field. And I don't know how he's going to do that. It depends like whether Andrew's right. We have got more money to spend or I don't know. But, uh, we'll wait Just raid Bournemouth. Get Wilson and Brooks and Ramsdale. And that's it. You're Brooks, really? 150, 150 right. million. I'd have him. I won't sign Brooks back. We don't play that way anymore, do we? For me, is is kind of a is kind of a Duffy or a a Deke McGoldrick? I think Deke McGoldrick. Is that like a a, a funk band from the (laughs) seventies? Funk, funk, yeah, right. Are we are we done? On that note, I think, I we, think are. we are. I think we. I think we've. I think our end of season uh, review. Uh, for those who have not been bored enough by this, I'm uh, banging out uh, uh, a review uh, as we speak uh, uh, every day this week on the forums. If you if you're really interested in having a private copy, uh, just drop me a, a message uh, on Twitter. Deadbats is it at deadbat underscore db? I don't drop know your you. email address. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Drop me your email address and I'll send you a sixty. Uh, eight pages of Microsoft Word. Uh, yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure you're desperate for it. Absolutely desperate for it. I you know, include I know every I... match report as a bonus little feature no, no, on that no, spreadsheet. No, no, no. It's, it's just I, I will put the spreadsheet in at the end as a little, little, uh, little, <laughs> little bonus feature. But yeah, it's every every part of the team is broke down grades. Oh, it's absolutely dull as ditch water. Oh, if, you fancy it, if you fancy it, oh, I'm emailing it you every day. Yeah. This week, I'm going to put it on the the major United forums. And uh, yeah, it's it's coming out this coming out yeah. this week. So Spoiler: the best player gets an average of seven point one. <laughs> <laughs> That's beating fear. Well, That's so are we, are we doing anything over the summer, uh, po- podcast wise, or or just in life in general, or, or is that it? Are we done for a couple of months? Well, we're not done. I think we're not giving up on life. Um, I think we touched on that drunken conversation after the Norwich match. We convinced it's gonna that top trumps thing we did. 
drunken round the table. We're convinced that's going to translate into a podcast, aren't we? So, we've... Like, well, uh, the artist is it pressed or he's doing it anyway? Yeah, so. that um, Artie Bianco guy. Yeah, when, Bianco, yeah we saw that tweet come on, thought, stuff. bloody hell. Um, so, someone else has had a really obvious. He was, idea. He was in the old workshop, uh, eavesdropping. Yeah, he was, like, he was making the old <laughs> No, it's it's uh, as as he said though. It's it's an idea he's had going for some time, and it's kind of an obvious idea, but yeah. it just. Maybe we were just drunk, but we'll, we'll probably ah, give that a go as a podcast. Yeah. We'll um, bang that out and then delete it. I think it worked when we did best uh, frontmen of uh, of music groups, and we rated yes. them on uh, charisma, trousers, etc. That that was that was better, but that'd be a whole new uh, genre. Yeah, of, apart from the Deep McGoldrick comment, we've dropped off on the music recently. Haven't we <laughs> like the early podcast, we just ventured <laughs> off talking about music for a bit, didn't we? But um, yeah, yeah well, so we. St- we started with Peter Hook. We can end with Peter Hook. We could, we could. But yeah, I'm sure we'll have some other podcasts banged out. We've had a few ideas, haven't we? So, um, we'll, yeah. Uh... Yeah. Other keep than watching, that... Keep listening. <laughs> How do they watch? They listen. Maybe we do bring it live Zoom. Who knows? <laughs> I yeah. think that would be abysmal. I'll have to have my hair cut. No, it's been good. I I, I, I hope hope it, those people who have listened. I know we don't have many listeners, but I hope those who have listened have, have enjoyed it, and we've offered something different. We, you know, we're not we're not full of uh, analysis, and we're not particularly uh, prepared, and we're not particularly accurate. But apart from that, I, th- I think I think I think we offer a, a bit of something different. In the podcast to... world, we'd be getting the Clubman Award, wouldn't we? Yeah, <laughs> I think we're the pulp, as as you've said to the Blur and Oasis. Of, yeah. Uh, yeah. Of uh, the excellent Blaze Pod and uh, the really good four blades in a, in a pub, but uh, I'm okay. looking for a transfer. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want you. I, I can tell you now, nobody's coming for you. You're the Ravel Morrison of the pod world. <laughs> We're going to let you go. You'd have to turn up every week. Was <laughs> <laughs> that? Oh, McBurney there. <laughs> more on Instagram. More on Instagram than on, on here. <laughs> Right. Hey yes. So, till next time. Right. So that's it. So, we'll, till next time, we say we might do something over summer, and if not, we'll be back at you after the two-nil uh, defeat to uh, to West Brom on the opening day. <laughs> <laughs> All the best. See you later. <laughs>